0: Hey, what's going on? Thank you for tuning into this episode of While We Were Working. We've got a fun show for you today. We are talking about what's keeping HR up at night in this year, and we're talking about how our candidates using AI to cheat the recruiting process and what employers should do about it. I'm Joey Price, one of your hosts here on the While We Were Working show, and I'm joined as always with Summer Ketchon, our Consulting Practice Manager here at Jumpstart HR. Summer, how's it going?
1: It's always great over here, Joey. I can't complain. I love you know, having some time each week to do our show and talk about really cool topics to share with uh, the people leader community. But how are things over there with you?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. I, I agree with you. You know, it's always good to 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 study up on things and give our thoughts to our our peers and to managers who want to be better people leaders and this uh week we've got you know two pretty interesting topics and if you're a manager who typically listens to this you know you want to tune into the what's keeping hr up at night conversation because ultimately it's going to impact your job and then definitely 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 you want to stick around the consultants corner as we talk about how candidates are using AI to trick the recruitment process, because you don't want to get got. I can tell you a fun story, but I'll save it for later. Though. I'll save it for later. We'll go ahead. We'll jump into uh, while we were working. And Summer, do you mind setting up the article and our conversation on it today?
1: I'd love to. Thanks, Shoei. And as always, thanks, everybody, for joining this week's show. We're excited you're here and As Joey promised, we have some amazing topics you won't want to miss. The first one is the While We Were Working segment where Joey and I scour the internet. We read blogs, magazines, anything we can find uh, to pluck out the most interesting topic to talk about on our show. And coming from our good friends over um, at HR Executive, there was a survey that they did called What's Keeping HR Up at Night? And, you know, Joey, you and I are always on a lot of uh, prospect calls. And what is the number one question that I love to ask?
0: What's keeping you up at night?
1: (laughs) What's keeping you up at night? So, of course, this article caught my attention because I feel like that's such such a powerful question. Right. Because it cuts past all of the clutter to what is like, what is one or some of the most important things that, if we were able to help with as a consulting firm, would have a significant and meaningful difference in the work that the company is doing. So, Here we are talking about the survey of what's keeping HR execs up at night. And I think we're ready to jump right in.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, let's go um, last place first. So tied for last place are, um, you know, sorry, I should say context. There are the top 10 responses that were shared. And we may not get to all of them, but for the purpose of this conversation, We're just going to talk about some and give some context. So navigating HR budgets and then managing hybrid remote workplaces. It's keeping people up at night. I would imagine with managing, uh, navigating HR budgets, you're probably thinking about training and, and development, thinking about recruiting costs and how to manage those. You're thinking about compensation strategy, how to offer competitive, competitive wages, um, that can, that can keep you up at night because costs have fluctuated and, and it's super important to get a handle on not only your budget, but the performance of your business as well. Uh, and then obviously something we live in uh, day in and day out is uh, talking about the hybrid and remote workplace, You know, the legal compliances, using remote as an attraction tool, how to keep people motivated in a hybrid work environment, so on and so forth. There's a lot, there's a lot to think about.
1: Uh-huh. One of the items that really caught my attention because it's been such a huge focus over the, the last year has been that top talent recruitment and retention actually uh, moved down from the primary challenge and it dropped from approximately 47% of respondents to 36%. and when I think about like what factors contribute to that, I think one, it's just a slower hiring market, but it's also doubled by the uncertain economy.
0: Yeah. It's uh do you think people have just given up hope or what are you, what are your thoughts?
1: I don't think that they've given up hope. I just think that the landscape in terms of hiring uh, has, has changed. And with that, I think leaders are having to look at, okay, what are other strategies that we need to deploy? And I think they've shifted their attention to different strategies that is reflected in the survey. And I think just one of them is uh, building company culture um, and learning development uh, have kind of risen in greater importance than previous and Uh, leadership training. And that's something that I'm actually see play out in real time as we're working with our, our clients, you know, they're asking for more training, specifically managerial, like leadership training, executive coaching, disc training. Uh, So I think it's really cool to see, we get to see it kind of play out in real time, but also seeing some of the data that backs it up. Like, I think it's, it's pretty spot on.
0: Mm Yeah. Yeah, another thing that I want to take a look at for what's keeping HR up at night is um, the, the piece here that is uh, 14% improving employee engagement. I think that's just going to be one that's always on the list and always in the top 10 because HR no, typically HR knows that great workplace requires great employee engagement. Uh, so without it, you experience greater turnover, uh, lower productivity, uh, fewer people wanting to work at your organization. So it makes it harder. So it's one of those like maintenance things that you should always be thinking of. So I'm not surprised that it landed somewhere in that top five, uh, but it, it's definitely something that we should always be thinking about. And for the managers who mm-hmm. are listening to this conversation uh, aren't in HR, you know, you, you play a role in that employee experience piece too. So whether it's uh you know being a better communicator, whether it's like setting setting appropriate goals, um, everybody has a part to play in the employee experience equation and it would be great for your company, for you and other of your peers to know, you know what part do I play in making this a great place to work and how can I how can I help move the needle. So talk to your HR team if you have no HR team, Talk to us.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot to take away uh, from this survey. And, you know, I think it gives a little bit of a roadmap of if I'm a HR or, you know, a people leader, somebody who is, you know, maybe not quite certain where to focus efforts. I think sometimes, you know, looking at, at the surveys of like, okay, well, what are other folks focusing on? And, you know, maybe that's a starting point for starting to think through what the organization's individual needs are. Because if you see that, say, 36% of survey respondents are saying that, um, you know, hiring and retaining key talent is their biggest challenge, um, then, you know, you can look at this and say, like, okay, well, does that apply to us? Yes or no? And then, you know, if yes, recognize that, you know, a third or so (laughs) of folks are likely encountering the same challenge. So how do you move yourself to the other kind of two thirds of that pie, right? I'm always thinking about competitive advantage and um, what are your competitors doing? So I think it's a good place to start.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I agree. All right. Well, let me cover, let's cover one more. Um, This is uh, a a really great list. Uh, I would say, it's interesting that in the top 10 is people analytics. And, um, I, I know that it's incredibly important and, uh, people analytics, obviously is the data around different aspects of employment, different aspects of, uh, employee satisfaction, different aspects of just basically the same way that you have data analytics. People analytics is the analytics of people data. So, Without, without you know, boring people are going into into the weeds on it. What I would say is that uh, I am I am hopeful and excited to see that this is something that keeps a lot of HR executives up at night because we are integrating technology more and more into the equation of how HR is done and how work is done, and one of those natural. Uh, complements to understanding technology is understanding the data about your people because the mm-hmm. technology will help you produce the data so i am excited to see that people analytics made the top 10 i would argue maybe it should be further along uh, in the front end of the top 10 as opposed to the lower ranking but but truly you know peter drucker says you can only manage what you measure and to make really good decisions about your people, you've got to know the data. So that's something I tell students. That's something I tell colleagues. And I'll tell you on this pod, you know, you can only measure uh, or manage what you measure re- regarding the the HR outcomes in your business. So good to see that on the list.
1: Yeah, you, you make a really great point there. And, you know, I saw it and I was actually surprised that it was on the list as low as it was, but I, I can, I understand that, you know, I, I love, yeah. I love to say there's, there's, uh, you know, bigger fires that HR is, is likely putting out. And it's not that it's not important, but some burn a little hotter than others. And well, you know, when you're in the people business data, I think naturally <laughs> tends to fall a little lower. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's go and put a bow on this one. So obviously there are stuff keeping HR up at night. And if you have no HR team, you should be concerned because these are things that professionals know are important and they're thinking about. So who's thinking about those in your business? You should reach out to Jumpstart for our dedicated team, whether it's a subscription to have a dedicated partner from month to month to month or to work with us on a uh, as needed basis through our prepaid consulting time. Check us out at jumpstart-hr.com to learn more about our offerings. And you can sign up for a free 15 minute consult with Summer or myself. To see how we can be, we good fit. We can hear Summer say, what's keeping you up at night? So, <laughs> let's let's go ahead and get into our consultants corner and consultants corner is our uh, view from the trenches of, of life as an hr pro the good the bad the ugly all things in between and this week we have a question that says uh i'm seeing more candidates use ai to write cover letters and resumes it's becoming more difficult to identify qualified candidate on paper what are companies doing to adapt to this now before we jump into this let's let's have stories how was Joey okay so story time with Joey on this very topic uh this unlike last week's episode where we talked about a person uh, being in jail and um, not showing up for work and you know I hadn't seen that in my career I've seen this in my career okay so, happened was we had a, a customer reach out to us or prospect uh, reach out to us and say, hey we need to do a termination and uh, we're just not quite sure what to do you know we're, we're caught so off guard you know summer they were they were really concerned. They're like you yeah, know this person they were they were perfect on paper they seemed to have all the right qualifications. We don't know where it went wrong. And of course, we ultimately worked with them, did some digging, looked like it appeared to us, it appeared to our consultant that the person that they hired looked great on paper because all that person did to create their cover letter was uh, use, you know, some AI tool to put the job description in the tool and say, can you write a cover letter for this role so of course they're going to look good on paper when the the cover letter lines up exactly for what you're needing in the job description so this is just one story of a person who lasted no more than three months with the company because ultimately they were found out but it's making your recruiter job harder it's making hiring manager jobs harder when mm-hmm. we're used to looking at paperwork and making an assessment on paperwork Mm -hmm. now it seems like candidates understand how to get really good resumes cover letter you know portfolio things uh so what do you do and uh i've done a long intro so summer maybe you can start with some thoughts and then i'll i'll come back but uh what are some other ways maybe that you're seeing you know, candidates using using AI tools and slash or what should hiring manager HRD to reduce Gosh, that, that impact?
1: You know, it's a, a very real challenge for recruiters and hiring managers. And I'm here to say it's not going away. So oh, yeah. it's uh, time for us to adapt our processes and... I've actually seen this firsthand. And so I recognize it is a real problem. So I think there's, you know, there's kind of two components to this that come to mind. You know, one is advice for the job seeker. Um, the other is, you know, advice for hiring managers and, you know, our our friends in the talent community. But I think the the first thing that comes to mind for me is, If I'm a hiring manager to start to brush up on what these look like, and I'd hate to say it, but the reality is if somebody just takes the job description or job posting and tosses it into chat GPT or similar with an average prompt, if you know what it looks like, you know what it looks like. So do yourself a favor if you haven't already, uh, you know, familiarized yourself with these tools to go out and play with them. Because I'm not saying I'm 100% accurate, but if you gave me a stack of resumes, I could more than likely put them in two piles of likely used AI and likely original content. Now, I think that's going to be harder to do as folks become one More skilled with writing prompts, right? But also individuals that may use AI as a tool, but still write original content. And I think that's where I'm seeing applicants take the easy path, right? Cut and paste job posting, cut and paste results, maybe a couple edits. But there are some real indicators. One is, does it look too good to be true? That should be your first. Well, let me let me see. Let me let me look further. The second is the language and sentence structure. It's usually wordy. It's usually uh I don't want to say uh flamboyant but the language like the way that these tools construct sentences is not how most applicants write do you you know where I'm going with this Joey
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and um and and the thing is with with using a tool like this uh it can be very clear once you you know get in front of an applicant and chat with a uh whether or not there was some assistance uh mm-hmm. with with their with their application. And assistance is not is not a crime, right? Assistance is not wrong. So this is not a, a question about is a is a candidate good or bad based on their cover letter. The question is are we getting a true sense of the person uh through the application process? And uh you know the cover letter might be their foot in the door because they might have impressed us or they rated high on our our algorithms for the applicant tracking system but but that makes those conversations uh all the more important It makes the interview questions that you ask all the more important uh it makes being an active listener in the uh, interview process that much more important and if you offer the opportunity to do presentations or create a sample trial saying or to administer a uh, a test uh, it makes all those things more important and unfortunately mm-hmm. those aren't the things that scale as much as you know being able to read read paperwork quickly and make the decision but that's just the nature of the world that we're in right now with respect to using uh ai um i would argue that you know crafting a a resume or cover letter that is inauthentically uh an inauthentic reflection of you is probably unethical um you know it's subjective but, but that's the nature of where we are right now. That's the situation we're in. So recruiters mm-hmm. have to work harder. Hiring managers have to work harder. Employers have to work harder to make sure that the right person that's getting the opportunity.
1: Yeah, I think in addition to what you've said, as a recruiter, one of the things that I think about is, you know, you're losing the personalization of what makes you, you. So if you have, a lot of candidates who are using this and the output is, you know, kind of in the same like a general bucket, right? You're you're losing what makes you special, right? Because AI isn't going to be able to do that with you know just zero modification. And I think about, gosh, if I was to apply for a job and use the results right out of ai i feel like that would set such a high bar and high expectation that may not be the same as my actual skills right because it's not me truly writing it that why would you set the by the bar higher than what you could realistically achieve like to me that's just not setting the candidate up for success but as a hiring manager it makes me think about some of the things that you may want to consider. And I tried this about 10 years ago, maybe 12 at this point, I think it was probably a little too early on to fully be embraced, but it's the idea of, uh, on demand video interviews one way. So, um, Now, you know, kind of in this time where, you know, you need to get a sense for is the person on paper actually the person in real life? I think those one way video interviews to start are a really great tool because let's face it, it's pretty hard to uh, fake it in person. Versus faking it on paper, so that's one thing that I would definitely explore further. You know, if you're dealing with the high volume of candidates and you can't necessarily screen them all um, by you know kind of traditional means.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, you know, it 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 means that we'll. It's very rare that we will uh, not have something to do uh, in the in the recruiting world because. It's this challenge today. It'll be another challenge tomorrow. All the more reason to stay on top of things and and, and how candidates are are showing up in the in the, in the marketplace. Um, do you have any any kind of final thoughts, parting thoughts on this one before we 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 land the plane? And I will I'll tell you, uh, you know, the story that I shared at the beginning of this this segment. About the individual who used uh, basically, like, it seems as though it appears as though they used like a chat GPT to grab the rest. Uh, From speaking with the management at that company, this person, it, it was like night and day from the personal paper to the person who showed up. And that's the risk that you run of trusting paperwork is that you don't evaluate that person get to know them ask the right questions in the hiring process and if you have questions about what to ask or how to conduct the hiring process you know reach out to us we we can help you there but we're just in an age where uh it is easy to fake your way into an interview and then ultimately land a job so Mm -hmm. if you want to take care of your business if you want to take care of your team Definitely reach out to us. We can we can support.
1: Thanks for that, Joey. I think if I was to just say one thing before we go uh, to give our listeners uh, some some real practical tips to take away, it would be to really prioritize things like in depth references uh, to have folks provide work samples and even uh, skill demonstrations. So any sort of uh, assessments. Uh, that can be done like during the hiring process to really showcase their skills I think will help us make more informed decisions and hopefully avoid a situation like the one you described earlier.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so that's our that's our episode for today. We've covered quite a bit and talked about, you know, what's keeping HR up at night and Uh, drilled into a a big topic that's keeping HR up at night and that's candidates using AI to get ahead in the recruiting process, uh, maybe a little unethically, uh, and how we should show up and respond. If you like this episode, if it was helpful, share it with your team. Get the conversation started about how to uh, grow in these areas. But if you need help, reach out to us at jumpstart-hr.com We'd be happy to schedule a 15-minute consult with you Or you can browse our many options of uh, point-click-buy solutions, which range from employee handbook updates, recruitment services, and uh, our prepaid consulting time, and our monthly HR subscription. So until next time, I hope you have a great week.
1: Thanks, everyone.